0: of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at JoinMIDI.com.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Curly Conspiracies. I'm Holly Lowerman, and I will be your host for this week. Joining us is Brooke Sasser. Hi, everyone. Today, I have a conspiracy theory for you that actually goes into so many other conspiracy theories around the United States, and the world. The government is controlling the weather. There are so many conspiracies that surround this topic, so I decided to just hit one little aspect of it today. Later on, in the future episodes, we will add more to this idea of the government controlling the weather. So, for the very first part of this series, we will cover the chemtrails. Let's put on our tinfoil hats. You walk outside on a beautiful day, the sky is blue, and there is not a single cloud. You hear a roaring sound above you, and you look up and see a plane passing by. No big deal. Until you see a white streak following the plane. You're not sure whether it is smoke, exhaust, or Superman. Just kidding. But you wonder what is it. Maybe it could even be the exhaust creating a cloud. This is called a contrail, which is short for condensation trail. According to the definition from NASA and the government, contrails are clouds formed when water vapor in the air condenses and freezes around small particles that exist in aircraft exhaust, end quote. This pretty much means that jets and other planes emit hot and humid air as it flies across the sky. The atmosphere, though, has cold air in low vapor pressure. Putting the hot and humid air into the atmosphere causes condensation, which turns into water vapor. But because it gets colder the further up you go in the atmosphere, the water vapor turns into ice. These ice crystals form the contrails or clouds that you see in the sky following a plane. There are three types of contrails, short-lived, persistent non-spreading, and persistent spreading. So short-lived contrails are like the white lines that are made from water vapor from passing through the plane. And these lines only last for like a few minutes and they're really short and they're very thin. Persistent non-spreading contrails are made from a larger amount of water vapor from the plane. These lines go across the sky and they last longer than a few minutes, even when the plane is gone and you cannot see the plane anymore. The contrails are also longer in size than the short-lived ones. Persistent spreading contrails are made when there is a large amount of water vapor coming from the plane, but also when the atmosphere is filled with warm air. These contrail lines spread across the sky. These lines are not pencil thin like the other two types. Persistent spreading contrails are thicker and almost look like fuzzy, I guess, in a sense, and they can cover a large area in the sky and can even look like a cirrus cloud. This is the type of contrail that many believe to be harmful to the environment. So those are the different types of contrails according to the government site, science-edu.lark.nasa.gov. So that is kind of what the government and NASA, and that's what all of them say about contrails. Others believe that these long lasting contrails that cover up the sky are actually called chemtrails, short for chemical trails. These help the government to control the weather, Viruses and to control us, they call themselves cloud truthers.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I've I feel like I've noticed that in a couple different ones. It's like whatever the conspiracy is, and then truthers. Yes, a very popular name amongst theorists. <laughs> it
1: is definitely truthers so it's like they know the truth about everything so they call themselves truthers yep so this theory grew in popularity in the year 1999 even though it started long before that year on the late night radio show art bell the theory of chemtrails was first discussed in public This idea blew up and even had people furious. They sent letters, emails, and calls any way they could. They tried to tell the government that this was not right. It got so big, the government even responded to the public denying everything. But, of course, people didn't buy it, and they did not stop their complaints. People believe to this day that these contrails expelled by jets are longer- larger and stay in the air longer than the ones in the past. So let's look at some evidence. Here is video footage and photographs that people say are chemtrails. All of these photographs and the video I'm going to show you are from geoengineeringwatch.org. The photographs though, are originally from NASA. So I'm going to show you the video first. In the video, you see three planes flying overhead and large chemtrails following them.
2: Wow, those are really huge chemtrails.
1: Yeah, they're pretty large. And you can see that... I mean, it's kind of interesting to see it up close. Because, I mean, from far away, it's so hard to tell what some of these look like. And and Cloud Truthers believe that not all contrails are chemtrails. It's only certain ones. And so this one that I'm showing you is one that they believe to be a chemtrail. And so you can see that it's different than the ones that we just usually see up in the sky. So I was kind of wondering what your thoughts were about it.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, they are massive. Um, Even though it's close up, I can tell that you know, we're still really, it's being filmed really far away. And I mean, it's got to be like miles long. And another thing I'm noticing is it doesn't look like just one strand. Up close, it almost looks like there's like five, six lines of chemicals, I'm assuming, that are streaming out of the planes. So that's really interesting too. I just thought it was like one big bunch, but instead it looks like multiple yeah, and that's kind of
1: what, like, Cloud Truthers also say is, like, you can tell the difference. Like, it's just massive. There's a lot more coming out than just, like, maybe, like, the one, like, cloud on either side, I guess, like, creating one. So it is really interesting, like, to see it. It does look a little suspicious. That's a lot coming out from a plane.
2: Definitely. And I mean, like you said, the other ones are kind of like a cloud, like, very puffy. And these look very very straight, um, and, like, very deliberate, I guess I should say.
1: Yes, yeah, that would, I feel like that would be a good word for it. Yeah, because, um, and so that was something that, I wanted to show you because that was one of the big ones that they've noticed. But there are thousands of these videos that you can look up um, from other people have posted on YouTube or posted on Reddit or posted on like all sorts of sites. And we're going to have this video on our um, website, curlyconspiracies.com. So if you want to go and see for yourself and and let us know what you think as well, because I would be really interested to see. Yeah. So now I'm going to show you a couple of photographs. So here are some of the photographs that like, other people have taken and have said that these are chemtrails. So these are some of the chemtrails that are from airplanes, but people have also said that you can see chemtrails from boats and boats can emit it as well. And so that's why you can see a lot over the ocean because it's not only just Planes, you know, boats and ships and all of that stuff emit it too, and so they call them ship trails, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> so, Kim trails from ships. So, um, so I thought these were really interesting pictures, and you can really see the lines that are going through it. And uh, these are the ones that they say are Kim trails and not contrails.
2: Yeah, I mean, it definitely looks unearthly in the pictures and. That's interesting that boats can also do it, too. That's very, very interesting. And yeah, it totally looks like it's over the ocean, and it looks like it's going in all different directions. And even though this is a satellite picture, again, I mean, these lines look so massive. Yes, and my biggest thing is they don't look natural. I totally agree. This makes me so excited to learn more about this.
1: (laughs) Yes. So what exactly do people believe are in these chemtrails? Patrick Smith, the author of Ask the Pilot, wrote that contrails do not only consist of water vapor. There's more that can come from an engine's exhaust, such as soot, sulfate particles, carbon dioxide, and nitrogen oxides. So I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about chemistry, and I was kind of curious on what exactly these chemicals are, so I went ahead and looked them up. Sulfate particles are particles that can cause health problems, and if there is enough collected in the atmosphere, it can be the cause of acid rain. The most common source of these is usually from burning coal. Carbon dioxide, this is kind of like the gas that plants turn into oxygen through photosynthesis, but a high concentration of this can also lead to respiratory problems. Nitrogen oxides, this is like a group of gases that are harmful to human health and the environment. This group of gases mostly come from exhaust, cigarette smoke, and burning of fossil fuels. Soot is the last one, and this is a black powder coming from burning something. This can get into your lungs, it can get into animals' lungs, so all of these can be dangerous to the environment, to animals, and to us in high concentrations. And this is what some people believe to be in these chemtrails. And so the question really is, like, how much are chemtrails causing pollution? Is it harming people? Peter Dockrill from ScienceAlert.com states, a study in 2011 calculated that the heat trapping potential of Contrail cirrus is actually greater than that of carbon emissions produced by airplanes due to the way contrail clouds warm the planet. So even according to this study, these contrails are causing harm to the atmosphere. Interestingly, though, a law was passed called the Space Preservation Act of 2001, which outlawed weapons in space, including chemtrails. And I think it is so weird that they actually used that word, chemtrails, in
2: the law. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah. And because, like, before then, the word chemtrails originated from the cloud truthers, right? Like, not from the government or not from anybody else. It was from the cloud truthers, right? Exactly. Oh, that's weird.
1: And the government was denying it before. After that, like, talk show, and it was, like, really big, and people were, like, getting really upset, and now all of a sudden they have an, like, a law that actually says to outlaw chemtrails. Hmm. So they even acknowledged it. So I think that's what makes it most, like, the most suspicious out of all of this. (laughs) If there were not any chemtrails, why pass a law to ban them? Many people believe with this law passed, it acknowledged the idea that it was actually happening and that it is harmful, or else they wouldn't try to stop them in the first place. This law didn't stop people believing that chemtrails were still happening, though. This idea takes a darker turn, as some conspiracists think that the government is covering up something bigger than just byproducts from plane exhaust. Before we get deeper into this conspiracy, I want to take a break and highlight a podcast that we really enjoy listening to, called Harpy Hour. This podcast is hosted by three friends that talk about interesting things in pop culture, science, history, and the arts. Here is a clip about their show. Hey everyone, you're invited to Harpy Harpy Hour. Hour! I'm Tracy. I'm Liz. I'm Steph. We are the Harpies. And Harpy Hour is our new podcast featuring ridiculous stories in history, science, and entertainment. Were you ever suspicious that pigeons were secretly spying on you? How do you know who to eat first if you survive a shipwreck? Do problematic musicals send you into an uncontrollable rage? If so, then Harpy Hour might be your new favorite podcast. That's H-A-R-P-Y for Harpy, and new episodes air every Tuesday wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on all social media at HarpyHourPod. And check us out on HarpyHourPodcast.com. Okay, bye! All right, now back to how this conspiracy theory about chemtrails takes a darker turn. They think the government could even be purposefully adding chemicals into the atmosphere. There are several stories of people getting sick, supposedly, from these chemtrails. Other people think that these chemtrails are experiments. They want to see how people will react to certain chemicals, or even worse, try to sterilize people, mind control, or even weed people out. Or, if they are not experimenting with trying to harm people, are they trying to experiment with weather manipulation? This is not something out of character for the government. As I was researching different theories for this episode, I saw a shocking amount of evidence in the history of the United States that we have definitely been involved with projects trying to do just that, manipulate the weather. One of these projects being Operation Cumulus. This project started in the 1950s. The goal of this project was to find out if they could modify the weather, and they did just that. They succeeded and even went further with it than anticipated. History of weather manipulation and cloud seeding started in the 1940s. It started with chemist and meteorologist Vincent J. Schaefer. He conducted the experiments in his lab. Then he went further. He moved to airplanes. As they were flying over the clouds, he would drop dry ice and solid carbon dioxide over them, causing snowfall in New York.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: Yes. Wow. It worked. I didn't even know. Like, I'll be honest. I did not know that this was even possible like yeah. i mean i i maybe i've just been very naive but really looking into this i mean that's why i said it was so shocking yeah. because i really was surprised by all this
2: yeah I've never heard of this either and I'm like I'm sure you're going to share more research on this but to know that this was 1940 I mean how like how much has progressed since then if that was happening in 1940 that's a little scary to think about
1: (laughs) let me tell you (laughs) Since then, there have been several military projects experimenting with clouds, including Project Cumulus, Operation Popeye, Operation Seaspray, Project Cirrus, and Project Storm Fury. They discovered it didn't even have to be only planes seeding the clouds, but other machinery on the ground. Cannons could even do the trick. Yep. <laughs> I was like what we're we using cannons? <laughs> like, okay, not what I was expecting at all. In 1950, investigation grew. The government was ready to turn their experimentation to humans. This has even been named one of the largest human experiments in history. It started in San Francisco. The goal of the experiment was to see if the United States was vulnerable to biological warfare attacks. And it was named Operation Seaspray. So the worst part is the government wanted to test on their own citizens. So the U.S. military chose a type of bacteria, serratia, which I really hope I said that right. I did look it up, but that is what it is. So, sorry, serratia. At the time, they believed that this type of bacteria was supposed to be harmless. They wanted to see how far it could spread. San Francisco is known for having fogs, especially during the summer months when it is hot outside. September is pretty close to the summer months as it is still hot outside during this month. So a U.S. Navy vessel started emitting the bacteria into the air over a few-day period, adding more cloud coverage into the already foggy weather. This was not the only test done on U.S. soil. Over 200 of them were conducted. These were not known to the public until 1977. People were outraged when they found this out, and one even sued the government because they were involuntary experimental subjects. For the San Francisco experiment alone, 11 people went to the hospital due to severe urinary tract infections, and one died of a heart infection. Unfortunately, they could not prove that these infections were directly caused by the bacteria, And they lost the lawsuit. Wow. Yeah. They couldn't prove that it was just that bacteria alone and that it wouldn't have happened, like, anyway. So that was the reason why they lost it. But, oh, what a shame that all those people went in for infections because this is what, you know, bacteria causes infections. But there was no way they could prove it was because of the bacteria in the air emitted from the ships. So they,
2: you know. That's, that's awful. Sad. I know. Oh my gosh. I know. I can't I know. believe that the government got away with that. Ugh, right?
1: I know. Sucks. This case broke the Nuremberg Code that was just established in 1947, three years before Operation Sea Spray. The first rule of the code states experiments have to be voluntary, (laughs) and people
2: have to give consent. (laughs) Why is this- Rule number one. (laughs) Why was this just now a thing like, I I don't know. Sometimes people can be so cruel. (laughs) Yes. Why is that just not known?
1: (laughs) Right? This is the first rule, the very first rule, and the government created this code, and they broke it. (sighs) Then the fifth rule of this code is that if death could occur, then the experiment should not take place. Makes sense. Yep, you know. (laughs) So the government even broke a code that they helped put in place in two different ways. Cloud seeding was even used in the Vietnam War to extend the monsoon season there. And not just by a few days— It was actually 30 to 45 days. Wow. So over a month. With this being so successful, this could definitely lead to more weather warfare in the future. And this isn't that far off from chemtrails. And they could use chemtrails to experiment with the weather further so they are prepared for future outbreaks in war. So the government has definitely done some shady stuff in the past, to say the least. It could definitely be done today, especially because these experiments do have so much in common with chemtrails. Some people say maybe the government is just trying to find ways to combat global warming with chemtrails. However... There is nothing proving that the government still has an active project on weather control through chemtrails. At Harvard University, they researched albedo modification, which is the study of ways to prevent or fix global warming. The Keith group says, We are confident that there is no currently active program to actually test or implement albedo modification outdoors. We are not now involved in outdoor experimentation, though we are indeed actively developing proposals for field experiments. This experiment will proceed only if it is conducted in a fully transparent and public manner, and only if it passes a comprehensive, independent safety review. The experimental plans, operations, and the results will be publicly available and freely usable." So their stance on the matter is that they think this conspiracy theory can be debunked. In order to fully cover up chemtrails while making sure the project is successful, there would need to be a lot of people in on this secret. Pilots, government officials, chemists, crew putting out the chemicals, etc. And multiply this by however many planes have been creating chemtrails. The only way I could think they could hide this is it could be the same few people spreading chemtrails over and over again. I don't know. I mean, cloud truthers do seem to say that there are a lot of them out there and they're on there out there on like a daily basis and all over the United States. So I have a hard
2: time believing it could be the same people over and over again. So
1: yeah. I don't
2: know. Very true, yeah. I'm not sure. And like you said earlier, that, I mean, the more people there are to a conspiracy, I mean, it's it's hard to think that that many people are keeping a secret.
1: Yeah, and just kind of like how we talked about with the moon landing, like faking the moon landing, like the other episode, <laughs> it's a lot of people involved in making that, and that would be a huge secret to keep. yeah. Get this, though. Last year, Bill Gates proposed a way to combat global warming with, you (laughs) guessed it, a fleet of specially designed aircraft that could spray sulfate particles into the lower stratosphere to cool down our planet and offset the effects of climate change. A test of the technology has been proposed for this year with the Stratospheric Controlled Perturbation Experiment, sending a bag of carbonate dust released into the atmosphere 12 miles up. If that experiment proves successful, the researchers will move on to releasing the dust from planes. The researchers suggest that jets. Flying 12 miles up would complete over 60,000 missions in 15 years, starting with a fleet of eight and moving up to 100 planes, end quote.
2: Wow. What does that sound like? (laughs) Hmm. And real quick, a side note, while you were saying this, I thought of another time that I heard of the government using planes to spray chemicals. And our birds aren't real episode. So they said that they were using planes to spray chemicals to kill the birds, right? So it's it's just weird to me like all the occurrences now that are clicking about like chemicals being dropped out of planes. This is crazy.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. I can't believe I totally forgot about that and didn't make that connection. It really does. Wow. Like there's so many different connections that's really
2: that's really weird yeah and I mean the Bill Gates one sounds like it may be being used for good if it's going to help maybe climate change but I, who knows I don't know
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it just sounds hmm like <laughs> we've heard that before yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah So hearing that idea being thrown out there and with previous projects on weather manipulation, the chemtrail theory doesn't sound so crazy anymore. Bill Gates was even working with people from Harvard to create the idea of actually spraying chemicals into the air. Even if he says it is for the good of counteracting global warming, it does make chemtrails seem plausible and that it could be happening today. Unfortunately, with chemtrails, it is a lot of speculation. There are plenty of photos and videos to go through, though, if you want to see more. And another interesting tidbit to add here and here, I just thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> While looking this up, it seems like even the Kardashians are on board with this chemtrail theory. <laughs> yes! I just, like, had to add it in there because I just thought it was like, funny. Kylie Jenner posted a photo on Twitter in 2015 of what looked like to be a plane with a chemtrail. Kylie Jenner wrote, why did I see 75 planes on my 15-minute drive to work? Why is this happening and who is paying for it? End quote. Kim Kardashian even retweeted the photo showing that
2: she agrees. So even some celebrities are on board with this idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as much as I don't usually support them, um, (laughs) I I will say 75 planes is suspicious. So, I I mean, I would have the same concerns.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. I just thought it was something (laughs) funny to just, like, throw in there about the Kardashians being involved with this because there are a lot of conspiracy theories surrounding the Kardashians as well. So Mm -hmm. just for them to have, you know, a connection... For them to have an idea about this. I just thought that was... Definitely. Hmm, okay. Very interesting. So here we are. We have gone into what contrails are, what people believe chemtrails are, historic events of weather manipulation, and even ideas of weather manipulation for the future. So what are your thoughts, Brooke?
2: I don't know. I think this is one of the episodes that I feel like at the end there's enough evidence that I feel like I'm eighty-five percent a cloud truther. Like I'm Ooh, eighty-five <laughs> percent. That's pretty high. Yeah, I, like, I was yeah. Okay. I think I'm on board on this one because it just seems like Even since, I mean, the 1940s, like you said, it sounds like there's so many science experiments and things that the government were testing, and it just seems like such an easy connection to make that they would move into, you know, trying to create something new or do something with chemicals being dropped in the air from planes. Now, I don't know if I believe that it's happening as often as you made it sound like some cloud truthers are saying, but I mean... I don't know. I do think it's definitely happening. And I mean, this isn't the first conspiracy that we've heard of the government using planes to release chemicals of some sort for some purpose. So I just, yeah, I, I definitely think that this, this seems plausible for sure.
1: Yeah, it's not a far stretch from what the government has already done. And the government has denied something before and come out with it later <laughs> and said that they actually did it. So I do get what you're saying completely. Yeah. I believe chemtrails could be possible. I do have some doubt though. Because there's evidence, but there's not really evidence that you can actually like see right in front of you. I don't know. I feel like that is, a again, a lot of people to keep this secret. There isn't solid evidence that like, people have tested the chemtrails, I guess. Like, it would be interesting if we could actually test the chemicals coming out of planes, like random inspections or something. Of course, I don't think the government would ever allow that. I don't want to officially rule out that chemtrails aren't happening today, but I will say I'm not completely convinced yet. Because the biggest part of... This theory, I think, is historical events and pictures, and I don't True. know if that's gonna fully convince me, oh, like, convince me to like go on the other side of a cloud truther. Or...
2: True.
1: <laughs> so, it doesn't mean that something like this couldn't come out in the future, and the government's denying it now, but then in the future they're like oh, by the way, we were doing chemtrails all along. (laughs) Like That wouldn't surprise me, though, if that did happen. And it's happened before. I do think that it is important for people to keep asking questions and thinking critically of everything. People should be curious, especially because this is not just a belief in the United States. 17% of people from around the world believe chemtrails to be a problem to exist internationally, according to the quantifying expert consensus against the existence of secret large-scale atmospheric spraying program. So, what do you guys think? Are you a cloud truther? Thank you for listening to this episode. Go check out our website if you want to see our sources, pictures, and other information from this episode at curlyconspiracies.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and search for the handle curlyconspiracies. This podcast is brought to you by May Productions. Brooke Sasser is a script writer, host, and researcher. Holly Lowerman is a script writer, host, and researcher. Chris Sasser, photography and graphic design. Roundtable Audio Productions. And the theme music is composed by Victor Wayne Music Production in Invado Market. Thank you again and join us on Theory Thursday next week